The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready? Go! Brace yourself. All right, everybody, listen up. You wanted a better outdoor radio show, and we heard you. Yeah! An outdoor radio show for all people. Sweet! A show that all others will be judged. We are at the point of no return. You demanded it, and we created it. You basically yell everything you say. Hell yeah! Let the revolution begin. Let's crank it up! Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's go, squirrel hunting, oh, let's go, squirrel hunting. I'm excited, we're uh, we're talking, wow, kitchen, on this week's show. Yeah, that's right, and of course, Miss Bunny's coming on. Yeah, oh, hey, by the way, yes. uh, we're going to play something real fast. Take okay. a listen. It's the return of the Mac. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Waddell with Bone Collector Television on Outdoor Channel. You listen to my buddy, Jim and Trav, my all-time favorite podcast and radio show. See, I didn't even edit that. Michael Waddell said we're his favorite podcast radio show and good buddies. That is... <laughs> That's like a crowning endorsement. That yeah. is like when presidential candidates get like someone to endorse them, like, like a newspaper or something, now, right? Now, I do know that that was kind of like... Uh, was it coerced? Complimentary laugh. Yeah. You know, I know he didn't mean it, but it felt good during the moment. Yeah. It really did. I'm okay with insincere... Flattery. I'm, I'm totally I'll good with it. that. All right, so we are talking Wild Kitchen on this week's show, and Michael Waddell, that man, he is my best buddy. We got a two-partner with him. Uh, yeah, he's going to be on the show. Mrs. Bunny, you're actually coming up first. You betcha. She's going to stick around only because she has a huge crush on Michael Waddell. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. And Cat Daddy. And Cat Daddy and Brian Tucker. Man, I'm kind of in it more for Waylon. <laughs> oh, the baby? The baby. Yeah. He's so cute. He's, Michael's got a cute little kid. Yeah, he does. Three-year-old? He's, he's got a bunch of kids. T-Bone's his oldest. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so Buddy's joining us. Michael Waddell, uh, Michael Waddell's bone collector, plus Brian Tucker, High Mount Seasonings, Cat Daddy. He's going to be giving us some February catfishing tips. Miss Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Reversing the decline of hunting. Okay. okay. Let's get to Mrs. Bunny. It's presented by uh, Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. We're talking Wild Kitchen this week. Yeah! Now, here's the amazing, talented, and awesome Mrs. Bunny. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Yes. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, reversing the decline right. of hunting. So cold hard facts. Everybody knows that is anywhere in this industry or in this headspace, if you are a hunter, that hunting numbers are on the decline. We had 17 million in the early 80s, down 15 million last year. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Agency say now only 11.5 million Americans say that they hunt. I think Jana Waller um, said last week she gave a statistic that only 5% of Americans hunt. That means 95% of people don't. That means there's 
a resulting money shortage for state wildlife agencies across the country. There's not enough money for them for wildlife and conservation habitat projects, for wardens, for all these things. And it kind of highlights the inadequacies of the user pay, user play model that has funded conservation for so long. That's i.e. all these people scream about endangered species and wolves and bears and everything else. Except that the problem is that activists don't have any active role in saving the species. Hunters do because oh, yeah. we pay for everything when it comes to conservation, almost in almost the everything. Robertson Act. That's exactly it. So in December, environmentalists and hunters got together in Washington and they got behind two bipartisan bills aimed at a establishing new funding sources for conservation because the Pittman Robertson Act is just isn't getting it done anymore because of the decline. And they also are facilitating the recruitment of new hunters, bills aimed at spending money to get more people into hunting. Um, kids are increasingly uninterested in hunting and fishing in the outdoors because they say there's not enough time between school and outdoor activities. And everybody's promotes the benefits of sports. I'm kind of on... Oh, God, I hate that. I'm not on the side of sports in in the way that, I mean, you can do what you want, but I just think it takes away from a lot of other things. So a lot of states are devising ways to reinvigorate hunting culture with an R3 mindset, which is recruit, retain, and reactivate hunters. States like New Mexico are kind of the or the antithesis of everything else. They have actually more licensed hunters growing nearly 10% over the past four years rather than other states who are gone the downfall. The land of enchantment? Yes. Really? They create the success to the R3 strategies, such as making licenses available online and installing or implementing um, hunter recruitment programs for kids. In um, New Mexico, it's um, reaching out to Latino communities and things like that. Um, national advocacy hunting groups like Backpack Hunters and Anglers that are cultivating interest among people who have little exposure to the outdoors. Um, national Shooting Sports Foundation, they're seeking out um, what they think is 2.5 aspiring hunters and trying to find ways to make them into actual hunters. People who are interested but haven't had the means to go out. Maybe kids who want to but don't have a role model or someone that can take them out. And So they are trying to aim at those groups. You also have people like um, the groups like um, Becoming an Outdoors Woman, um, National Wildlife Federation, um, Um, They're seeking out women and other minority groups to try to boost numbers. In December, Congress modernized the Pittman-Robertson Act as a part of an omnibus appropriations act that is giving states greater discretion um, in their use of federal dollars for recruitment. So House legislators also took up bipartisan steps to advance the Recovering America's Wildlife Act, which provides states and tribes with $1.4 billion annually from the general funds to restore habitats and implement key conservation strategies. The bill will go to the House floor for a full vote, meaning that the government is now giving um, conservation as kind of a leg up in the way that there is more help coming other than just from our license fees and our tags and from um, the purchase of guns and bows and equipment and things like that. So the question sits right now at how do you reinvigorate today's youth? How do you re-wet their appetite for the outdoors and get them interested? I say limit their their screen time. Yeah. Big time. And you know, to do that though, you have to get off your butt and take the kids out I think and do it's something. A, right. I think it's a monkey see, monkey do kind of situation. I mean, yeah. kids follow their kids follow what they know you know they're a sponge that's probably why my child uses words he shouldn't because his father does (laughs) you know what i love is our kids you know when it's cold i don't care if it's cold they're still outside yeah but you know what they do at like night they'll hang up a stuffed animal 
and they'll put rubber gloves on and they do a demonstrations like they're field dressing and processing animals they in do. the living room. They do. That's what they like to do. And I'm, You went through nine dogs. I know. it. I mean, the dogs are suffering because of it. They but have, the kids love to be out. And we take them coyote hunting like yeah. all the flipping time. They have stuffed animals. They set up like, like a 3D live target situation and they shoot them, and they <laughs> shoot them with Nerf guns. Yeah. So the question really is, how do you get kids back in today's in today's youth back into the outdoors? How do you get them interested? And how do you also talk to uh, non-hunters or even anti-hunters and make them realize that the siren songs that they sing of possible extinction and, and these these species that they think are that are in decline, how do you make them realize that the only way to save them is by spending money? And much of that is done on the hunter's behalf. They don't support animals in any viable way. It is hunters and sportsmen that make that happen. And if there is no other great example than turkeys, wildlife, elk, if it wasn't for organizations like NWTF, NWTF Rockhead Elk Foundation, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have the proliferation of the species again. And so it is giving active funding to these species that bring them back. And that comes from more hunters, anglers and everything else. Well, the thing is, you can't expect children to appreciate conservation and wild game if they're not active in any of it. Yeah. You know, it's like giving a kid a, a, a Rolex or a brand new truck. If they didn't work hard and pay for it. They're not going to take care of it or even care about it. That's exactly it. You know, I was thinking back uh, when I was growing up, and uh, you know, my father and grandfather never really talked about hunting, you know, but we had set up certain things that we did. It was kind of a tradition. You would go to Spencer's Hardware and buy your hunting license. You know, remember, like little things that I always look forward to when you finally got your shirt tails cut off. Oh, yeah. You know, when you shoot your first deer, whatever it is, you know, I mean, it's just a, a magical experience and it's you know, what, what Mrs. Bunny is saying is we need to get active. Yeah. We need to promote it not only in our own lives, but in, in children's lives and We're, in others that don't understand it. This so. is a brand new decade and it could yeah. be a brand new, it could be a turnaround, a major turnaround. You know, there's a lot, whole lot of pride for outdoors men and women in being able to go out and see habitat in prime condition, wildlife in prime condition. And anybody who loves watching a Nat Geo documentary here in the United States has hunters and anglers to thank because it is their dollars that are contributing the money that makes those conservation projects happen and yeah. makes those species thrive. And being able to contribute in a meaningful way means being able to go out and get involved in these activities. All right, Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, get this. A two-parter with old Michael Waddell. Michael Waddell's Bone Collector Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. All new season currently airing. And uh, you can always pick up previous seasons and episodes with my Outdoor TV app. Mrs. Buddy, you're single-handedly saving hunting and conservation. Thank you. Take a bow. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. All right, let's get to a break. We'll return with Michael Waddell right after this. Stick around. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Waddell. You listen to my buddy, Jim and Trav, my all-time favorite podcast and radio show. We are The Revolution with Jim and Trav, your source for all things outdoors. Plus, we're Michael Waddell's best friends. Yep, it's totally legit and Facebook official. Check out JimandTrav.com while we get to a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Three, two, one. Lines in. Major League Fishing returns to set the water on fire. When you got your foot on the gas in Major League Fishing, you hold it there. 30 anglers face off to claim the Lucas Oil Challenge Cup. I want that cup. Everybody wants that cup. Some people say ding. We say dong. The road to the world championship starts here. When it's your time to win, it's your time to win. General Tire Major League Fishing. Saturdays at 2 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air from coast to coast and online 24-7 at JimandTrav.com and our Wild Kitchen Show. Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Michael Waddell, co-host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, Sundays 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at Cabela's.com and BassPro.com. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Wild Kitchen on this week's show. Before the break, we had Miss Bunny. She had a lot of great information for us, but our next guest, man, he can kill everything. He's like the Jay-Z of the hunting world, except for he's But he never- stands during the national anthem. He, and he's never used a bidet. That is Michael Waddell, the co-host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. You could also pick up previous seasons and episodes uh, with the My Outdoor TV app. Also check out Real Tree Road Trip, some Monster Buck episodes, lots of good stuff. Mr. Michael How's it going, buddy? Doing great, brother. How y'all been? Good, good. You know, uh, you know, this time of the year, the hunting seasons are kind of winding down only to pick up again in about a month or so with turkey season. But how did you do last fall? You know, we had a good fall, man. I, I've got a little three-year-old boy that's been just begging for daddy's attention, which I love that. And so I spent a little bit more time around the house, which was really nice, and hunting Georgia. But man, when it gets down to it, man, we had we had a heck of a year, and we kind of changed our motto the last couple of years. As I mean, obviously we we love to fill tags, and this year was no exception. We killed a lot of big animals, a lot of nice animals, but we kind of come to the conclusion that we ain't trying to out out hunt everybody. We just trying to out fun everybody, and I feel like we had a chance to do that, man, with Nick and T Bone and all the guests. We was able to put together some of the funniest fun shows of the year. That's starting to air right now, obviously, on Outdoor Channel. And, man, we had a blast. But we did go on some pretty big adventures, man. I went on a bunch of elk hunts. Nick Munt and our producer went to Alaska for a two-part episode on a DIY moose hunt. And they shot really big moose with a bow and arrow. So, I mean, we still had the same adventures. But, man, as we get a little older, we just realize that laughing is about as important as, you know, filling a tag. And so if you can laugh and have a good time, and kind of strip all the ego out of it and still fill some tags, Lord have mercy, there ain't nothing more fun to do than hunt when you add that to the equation. Oh, that is so true. One thing, though, because you, you don't like to gloat, but you hold some mighty big titles and kind of showed up Jackie Bushman. You are, How many times have you won the Squirrel Master Classic? Well, you know, Trav, <laughs> I failed algebra, so I'm not that good in math. That's <laughs> pretty good. I, I, I don't know. Jackie will probably know, but I know it's getting to be about as close to a half a baker's dozen, at least five times. Five times. I mean, we, we have pretty much put ourselves, like I said, getting back to the fun, but let's, you know, like I said, titles are titles. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, so they're national champions. So, I mean, with all that said, the Bone Collector crew, we have been world champion squirrel hunters for the last, uh, 
I don't know, man. Like we, I think there was only one time we didn't win. So I think we've been doing it six years. So we've won it five times anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. Now that's so cool. You know, one thing squirrel hunting used to be, you know, all small game hunting, so popular. That's how a lot of people cut their teeth. That's how I got into hunting myself. But you do a lot of squirrel hunting, and this is a pastime we really need to get back into. I think, Trav, you're right. If you look at it, most all of us, from the older generation to the youngest generation, we started off on a little Daisy Red Rider BB gun, shooting at cans, that graduated to shooting at something, and then squirrel hunting, and then, you know, tromping through the neighborhood or the back 40 trying to get a few bushy tails. And then, obviously, so most of us started with small game, squirrel and rabbit. And so I really think squirrel hunting has a chance to really help our numbers um, out there when it comes to even graduating into big game because you never stay you know, at the beginning. I mean, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes started playing Little League baseball and then probably led all the way up to football to now he just won a national championship with Kansas City Chiefs. So the way I look at it, squirrel hunting gets us all started. And really it starts with just fun, just being with your dad, being with your uncle or your brothers, and you're just having a good time. You're talking, laughing, cutting up. If you knock a few squirrels down, whether you got a dog or not, you're not worried about them being a three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half-year-old squirrel or what they look like. It's not <laughs> you're trying to get up enough for some gravy and biscuits. You know what I mean? So I, I, it starts there, and, you you know, you get some physical exercise that you laugh and you cut up. And so I think the fun and the ease of it and the permission we can get, you know, everybody ain't going to let you come deer and turkey hunt their property. Yeah. But most everybody lets you come squirrel hunt a little bit, and uh, they become a little pesky aggravating creature sometimes to get up in our attic that eats our pecan crops that you know obviously uh it's definitely not gonna hurt they have a good reproduction cycle so you're gonna have to really get after it really hard to put squirrels on the extinct list so i think it's an easy fun thing to hunt that there's so many of them out there that you're always going to have squirrels and it just makes a fun thing to eat and hunt so i think squirrel hunting is just unbelievable yeah no the thing is uh we had a guy on the show not too long ago probably about a year ago uh, he got the grand slam of squirrels. There's like eight subspecies in the United States. And he was talking about that squirrel <laughs> from hell, the A-bear squirrel, which is out in, in the western states. The flying squirrel. Yeah, well, that, well, that one wasn't a flying squirrel, but the A-bear, kind of a goofy-looking tassel thing on the ends of their ears. Looks like a bobcat. Yeah. Uh, really? Have you, ever, you ever taken any of those? <laughs> Man, I didn't even know there was that many species of yeah. squirrel. I just said uh, alive or in gravy was only species. <laughs> I knew. If he would have known that. There was an A-bear squirrel, he'd have a cap made out of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, but hey, that'd be pretty interesting. That now I can start looking back over my career and I might I might have a few species under my belt and didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Now you alluded to the fact of hunting behind squirrel dogs. I've only had one opportunity in my life to hunt behind a squirrel dog, and this dog was phenomenal. If it barked up a tree, there's a squirrel up there somewhere. Yeah, those dogs, I mean, you're right, uh, Jim. I mean, that adds a whole different element. And and that also adds a lot of excitement for women and children to see these dogs work. And you're right, that dog, is when he's baited up on a tree, you think, there ain't no squirrel up there, but you'll get to looking and shaking vines, and sooner or later, it might be one tree over, but there will be a squirrel tree in that tree or the one close to it. And so it's just exciting. It's fun to watch those dogs at the passion and, man, just how tough they are. They just go, 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 and just want to tree every squirrel in the universe. And so when you can knock them, 
not one down for them. It's just like the best little treat you can give them. So it's it's a lot of fun hunting with those dogs. Yeah. Now you never go anywhere without your Hoyt. I mean, you go, you ought to see him conceal carry his Hoyt at Walmart. It's amazing. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> squirrel hunted uh, with your bow? I've never went specifically squirrel hunting with a bow, but a funny story. So the first opportunity I ever had in the hunting industry, uh, I was given some turkey calls. And the next thing I was given was a bow and arrow, and I was given an endless supply of broadheads. This was back in right in high school, about 91, 92. And so obviously it, it was the first time that I ever hadn't paid for, you know, my arrows and my broadheads. And so every time I went to the deer stand, I would almost shoot all my arrows at squirrels. So, <laughs> so obviously the first thing you do when you get spoiled as a redneck and you get free product, you go shoot all your arrows, even these expensive broadheads at squirrels. And I don't know how many I killed that first year or two until finally, uh, you know, the guy who's giving me broadheads said, Waddell, you got to slow down, man. We, you, you've got the most expensive uh, no-charge tab on these broadheads. I was like, well, I'm sorry, man. I've been whacking a lot of squirrels. It's <laughs> a bear to shoot squirrels with. So anybody out there wondering if Waddell was for real, no, I, I, I – as soon as I got free stuff, I was shooting at everything, and the squirrel was at the top of that list. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I killed a lot of squirrels with a bow and arrow, just not where I specifically went to squirrel hunt. It was just during squirrel season, and it become a target opportunity. So. You bet. Hey, we're coming up on a network break. Can you stick around? I got a lot more to talk to you about. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, we've been talking with Michael Waddell. He's a co-host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, Sundays at 1030 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's right. Pick up previous seasons and episodes. Check out Nick. Check out T-Bone. Mr. Michael, also Realtree Road Trips. So much fun. Before we get to a break, Mr. Michael, where can we find you online? You can go to bonecollector.com. You can go to at Boogerbottom on Twitter. We also are on Facebook at Michael Waddell's. Uh, bone collector and we have official bone collector on instagram so we've got all the social media covered and we got a dot com so check us out all right this has been brought to you by bass pro shops and cabela's them and johnny morris they're standing together for great gear fair prices expert service and memorable squirrel hunting experiences visit them online at cabelas.com and basspro.com part two with michael waddell right after this stick around If you've ever manscaped with a hunting knife, you're in the right place. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after these important messages. Well, it's Vic. We got a dead body. There's a new sheriff coming to Outdoor Channel. What do you want? I'm Sheriff Longmire. I'm Sheriff the county. But justice never comes easy. I remember when I could count the number of murders in this county on one hand. He's going to kill us all, isn't he? Matter of fact, I can help it. And even heroes need a second chance. Nothing surprised me anymore. Stand corrected. Longmire, Mondays at 9 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. The revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Drop us some feedback at JimandTrav.com. Today we're discussing Wild Kitchen. Now back to Mr. Michael Waddell. 
co-host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, Sundays 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Yes, yes, he looks all lovely and fluffy and sweet, but he's not. He's a monster. I hate gray squirrels. Hey, we're back. If you just joined here, you missed a great time with Michael Waddell in part one, talking about, of all things, squirrel hunting. You wouldn't think that Michael would do it, but man, he he's a champion. Yeah, now with your vast experience with squirrels, <laughs> um, what is your favorite what is your favorite way to eat them? Man, my favorite, I mean, I, I'm a southern dude, so obviously we have never been one to fret too much of high blood pressure and cholesterol, so we try everything, <laughs> I swear. Um, but I, I love just to skin them out, you know, leave the bone in. Uh, when when the opportunity, you can boil them or even put them, you know, even in a, uh, a not a crock pot, but I'll boil them or steam them really good sometimes and get them tender. And then a lot of times I'll literally would just batter them and um, fry them up. And so if you're not sure enough redneck, sometimes, you, you know, a squirrel don't have a pile of meat on them. So it takes a pretty good mess of them. But make some gravy and, and fry them up almost like country fried and, and with gravy. And just be careful of the bones and get after it. And it is actually really tasty and really good. And uh, and so if you ever had rabbit, that's a good way to do rabbits the same way. Squirrels, just a little smaller version. But um, like you said, the only problem with squirrel is usually our wives and the women in our life are not too excited about eating what they consider a tree rat. But they are tasty <laughs> and they are good. So if you kill some... You know, there's a lot of different ways you can Google. You can find your favorite recipe. But by rule, a squirrel is pretty tough. So, you know, they're, they're not the most tender animal. I mean, you got to think about it. These jokers live, I mean, y'all's neck of the woods, think about how cold it is. Those, they're very tough and can do everything. And so with that, they the meat is kind of tough. But if you can kind of break them down, fry them, and, and get them tender, it just, they're, they're pretty darn tasty. Yeah, well, uh, when I was down there, you know, we got, I think, 11 that day. And there was like four or five of us. That's just about a right ratio for each person. Now, when we cleaned them, they left the heads on. And, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and the thing is, you walk over to the pond, and I call her Mama Cajun. You know, you got your plate in your hand, and she's ladling up, and she's she started to put a couple of heads on my plate. And I had never eaten squirrel before. Yeah, squirrel brain's popular. Yeah, and and uh, I said, well, hey, I, I've never eaten squirrel before. How about just give me a wing or something, you know? And so... <laughs> So I, I, the, the, the guy that invited me was her son. She said, uh, or he said to him, Ma, give me his, his, I'll take him. So we go over and sit down. He's got this plate of heads uh, and, and of course it's got the teeth and it's got the eyes and everything. And he's eating, picking the meat off the, the neck and whatever around the cheeks. And then he pops that skull plate off and pulls that brain out just like his popcorn and eats it. I thought, do you do that? No, I haven't been that hungry, but I will tell you, I, um, my papa used to do that, and he'd eat it with, with eggs, yeah. brain and eggs, and they didn't waste nothing. And so I am definitely love to eat squirrel and rabbit, but you know what? I still get a job so I can still buy some steak and chicken from time to time, so I ain't that hungry. But I, I just, I can't get past it, and I'm redneck as they are, but I haven't got past that, so I'm not going to sit here and claim that I eat squirrel brains, but I have seen many of folks do it. I grew up, you know, in rural Georgia, and I've seen a lot of folks in my family eat them squirrel brains and eggs, especially in the morning. And uh, 
And like I said, that's tough times, but I'm convinced that that meal was uh, invented during the Depression. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael likes to keep them, and he's found it takes about 2,500 squirrel brains to tan an elk hide. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I was watching you MC the uh, Golden Moose Awards at uh, one of the uh, venues. Uh, geez, this had to be about 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, you said, I'm just as country as a chicken coop. And you are. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is funny, man. I, you know, I, I get a lot of that, Trav, Jim. I mean, people, I think sometimes when you're on a TV show, people just wonder if you invent these characters. You know, they do. And and I can't say that in our industry, there probably are some characters that were invented that they thought would be TV friendly or more attractive. You know, whether it's a girl in some tight jeans or whether it's a dude that's acting country or or maybe it's somebody that's acting city that's really country, you know. So you, sometimes it's hard to find perfect security if you're a personality. But for me, it is what it is. And I did grow up in rural Georgia, and so grew up very country. And so, you know, the first airplane I ever rode on was working in the industry. I mean, the first appetizer like I ever ate was when I was actually going on the road with Realtree, and they was ordering these appetizers and eating a meal before you got your meal. And I just, like, <laughs> I call my dad, like, yeah, you ain't gonna believe this. These people eat cheese sticks and the squid stuff before they even get their meal out. Like, I don't even understand it, you know? And, <laughs> and so there was a lot of things that I learned working in the hunting industry about the city life. But in reality, all I knew was the rural life and country life. And so for me, it was all confusing when I met people in cities that didn't hunt. I didn't know anybody that didn't hunt or didn't accept it or, or, you know, I didn't know, I knew some people that didn't hunt that I would still bring them a deer or I'd still bring them a snapping turtle so they could have some dinner. You know, I'd, I'd bring them rabbits if I killed them and had too many and, you know, and, and didn't need the meat. I would always donate them to the black community or even a lot of my buddies um, around there. I mean, it was like, it, there was no really racial situations. It was all, I mean, everybody around, black, white, Mexican, we all hunted. We all ate. And if we didn't hunt, you all ate it. And so I grew up in that environment. So for me, I learned the city life when I started working in the hunting outdoor community. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people think the whole Booger Bottom thing is just a story like, oh, yeah, heck, he ain't this, he ain't that. But I've become way more sophisticated working and working business and going to SHOT Show and going to these big cities. And I've learned to enjoy some of the finer things in life by getting a job in the outdoor community and that's that's the truth so it's been a crazy deal and have a chance to kind of bring some of my family and some of these old <laughs> hillbillies so to speak from georgia that i've had a chance to bring on the road it's been really fun to watch and uh, it's been a cool mix and i've learned that through my life there's been a lot of people that's only lived the very city metropolitan life that i've helped them introduce what the outdoor rural life is and they love it but on the flip side they've introduced me to some things that I'm like, man, I thought I would never like this. I never thought I would like, you know, to go to maybe Las Vegas and spend two or three nights and to hang out and go to these nice restaurants. But it's actually pretty fun or go to a show or something like that. So it's been really cool. And it kind of helps me understand that the world, we're not too far off. It's just a matter of having open minds and exploring each other's life and cultures. And when you get that, there's a lot of coolness to it and a lot of fun to it. And so I just think sometimes the outdoor community is underserved as to what people don't know about our life. And you realize that once you step over into it, even if you grew up in the city, how fun it is. So uh, somebody that grew up very country can attest to that. So it's been a lot of fun for me to help introduce those people. And it's been really cool for me to step over to their world in the city life and kind of see what 
the life they live and have an open mind toward it. So it's been a lot of fun. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Michael Waddell. He's the co-host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, seen Sundays at 1030 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, make sure you check out Mr. Uh, Michael, Nick, and T-Bone. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, test drive one today at YamahaMotorsports.com. Now, Mr. Michael, to learn more about you, your partners, all new episodes, Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, where can we find you online, sir? You can find us there at BoneCollector.com, and obviously uh, we're on all the social media aspects from Instagram at uh, Bone Collector Official, our official Bone Collector. we got Michael Waddell, or at Booger Bottom on Twitter, Michael Waddell's Bone Collector on Facebook. And so, uh, yeah, check us out, and uh, thank you guys for having me on. And also, man, all the listeners that might have heard this, man, I challenge you all to get out there. Take, You know, if, it, it's hard to find places to deer and turkey hunt, so you have to hoard those spots up from time to time, but Definitely, this time of year, squirrel season is still in most places. Some places it's going out. Go get a couple kids from the neighborhood or your your nephews or and take four or five kids out with these gamo air rifles and with a dog, without a dog, and just spend a time, build them a big campfire, laugh, cut up, and I promise you, we don't even realize just how much fun that is to the younger generation. And to get them out there, and I promise you, you'll find that squirrel hunting might be something that just trips or trigger just like it did all of us back in the day, to get them to that next level. And even somebody who already maybe loves to deer hunt or turkey hunt, they don't have as much opportunity, take them squirrel hunting and uh, and show them a good time and knock a few down. And I promise you, it's accessible, and you'll be surprised what a difference you'll make. And sometimes it's easy to overlook those small game critters that run around. It's almost a nuisance that there's plenty of them, uh, not just for the uh, dinner table, but just for the fun and adventure that we can have with these kids, whether they're our kids or, or you know local neighbor kids. So uh, get out there and do some squirrel hunting, man. I promise you, y'all listen back on this and think, Lord, this was fun. I'm glad I revisited this. Yeah, and send the heads to Michael. He will use them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> we'll ship them all to Cajun country. <laughs> They'll be here we can find. All right, coming up next is Brian Tucker, National Sales Manager for High Mount Seasonings. Maybe they have a seasoning for some squirrel brain. Mr. Michael, you're so awesome. We love you. God bless you, buddy. Thank y'all, man. I always enjoy being on y'all's show, man. Appreciate what y'all doing. with Jim and Trev. For over 15 years, proud to provide you with excellence in outdoor broadcasting that would earn us a good caning in Bangkok. Ow! Don't move. The revolution will continue next. Break the law. We got a suspect here that has taken multiple deer. Face the badge. Well, I'm telling you, you're going to end up in jail. Sworn to protect America's greatest natural resources. Now, you've had a history with us, haven't you? They are wildlife's last defense. The issue was, he just got greedy. You get caught in the wrong, you're going to lose everything. It ain't worth it. Ride along with Wardens. All new season, Mondays at 8.30 p.m., only on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Wild Kitchen is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. What the hell is that? Now joining the boys is one spicy fella, Brian Tucker, National Sales Manager for High Mountain Seasonings. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Tonka. Tonka. Buffalo. 
Hey, we're back. We're talking Wild Kitchen on this week's show. Before the break, we had Michael Waddell on. Yeah, he's actually our uh, brother. I already knew that. He's his brother from a different mother and daddy. But anyway, <laughs> same kindred spirit. All right, so we're talking Wild Kitchen on this week's show. Just being joined by uh, Brian Bebeck Tucker. He is the national sales manager there at High Mount Seasonings, and he is a buffalo hunter. We Mr. call him Colonel Tatanka. That's right. Mr. Brian, how's it going, buddy? Good, fellas. How are we doing today? Good, good. Now, just recently, you uh, you hunted buffalo up That's around exciting. Jackson Hole. I did. So, Wyoming offers a season for one of two truly free-ranging wild bison herds in the continental U.S. And I was fortunate enough to draw a tag this year and got a call last minute that they were in the uh, hunting area. So, I left 3 a.m. the next day, and we went in on horseback, and I was able to harvest a big cow. Holy cow. Now, this, I mean, it's kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime hunt, isn't it? Essentially. So how the state does it is you can draw on any tag, which allows you to shoot any, you know, buffalo you see, and they also offer a cow-calf-only tag. So if I were to shoot a bull, it's a once-in-a-lifetime harvest. Oh, really? If I shot a cow, I can apply again and probably wait another 10 or 15 years before I draw a tag to hunt. Yeah. Now, you know, Jimbo has taken several buffalo, fantastic, very lean meat, extremely, extremely delicious and mm-hmm. super interchangeable with beef. I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's kind of like taking down an elk. When you go to field dress, you there's know, no ground shrinkage. Holy crap, it's like seven deer. <laughs> yeah, there's no ground shrinkage. It definitely grows as you get closer to it, for sure. So Now, are you going to make, because you guys offer something like 25 different uh, jerky cures and kits right. and just a ton of stuff. Are you going to make some jerky, snack of sticks and stuff like that? And how does that compare to, let's say, elk or deer? So, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a bunch of jerky, some snack and sticks, a lot of summer sausage. I mean, it's like you said, it's lean, so the ratios are going to be the same if I add pork to it or not. But the flavor profile I'm interested to see because I've had, you know, store-bought buffalo jerky, but nothing from a wild buffalo before. So I'm curious just to see how the difference is or if there is a difference, you know, between the tastes. Yeah. Now, when you started to skin this gal out, uh, boy, that hump that's on their back, that's just a lot of gristle and fat, isn't it? There is some meat in there, too, though. I mean, that's one of those things that people keep asking me if I kept that because... That used to be considered a delicacy, you know, years ago, just like the tongue was. I let the guys keep the tongue, and uh, I'll, uh, I hate to admit it, but I let the uh, processors take care of the, the buffalo. I've got equipment to do, you know, upwards of a, a moose or a deer or an elk, but nothing like the size of a buffalo for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, are you keeping the hide? Yep. So we're going to do a shoulder mount for the house. It's the one mount my wife will allow me to put in our house. <laughs> Good lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And then the rest of the hide, I'm going to have Tiana probably have some like chinks made for when I'm working on the ranch here at home. So Didn't they, like back in the day, uh, used to call them uh, woolies when they made like the whole. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah the whole were chaps. They, were, with a, did they use the buffalo or did they actually use like a sheep or something? I, I would imagine they may have used uh, both, whatever they could, you know, get their hands on at the time. So Yeah, I don't think 150 years ago they're like, nope, that's not prime sheep. I can't <laughs> shoot a buffalo. <laughs> you know, discriminating taste at the saloon will look down on me. <laughs> now, they're in High Mountain Seasonings. Uh, so cool. You guys are currently offering 25% off all jerky kids. And that's the thing. Like, you know, most hunting seasons have wrapped up. Our freezers are full. Now is the time to get in there to experience uh, uh, new flavors, different profiles, and also get kids involved. It's just so easy, too. The step-by-step instructions that we have on our kids, we'll take a first-time jerky maker, and they'll create stuff like they've been doing it for 15 years. And with the discounts that we're offering online, you know, the 
20% off the jerky kits, the free shipping over $75. You can really try a bunch of different flavors, find out what you like, make a lot of jerky, and that lasts until you should tell your friends that you have it. You know, my wife and I are talking about it. We think it'd be like, you know, this year coming up, deer season, to take a whole deer and to can it, you know, because I know that's what Jimbo grew up on. Like, uh-huh. canned deer meat, you put corn and green beans, potatoes, whatever you in want the in can. there. Which is really cool. Then you just pull it out and nuke it in the microwave if you want it. It's like homemade Denny Moore. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's awesome. Now, what all new products are you guys offering for 2020 there at uh, High Mount Seasonings? So this year at the uh, Archery Trade Show a few weeks ago, we introduced a new pepperoni-making kit. So Ooh. it's one that you can make your own pre-sliced pepperoni for pizzas, for really? sandwiches, or anything like that. Now, can you make pepperoni out of anything? Yep. So we've tested this in the past out of deer and antelope, and it turns out really well. I'm going to try it on buffalo. I mean, you can do it with beef. You can do it on waterfowl. You can do it on small games such as rabbits. It's just you can make a sausage or any type of, like, stick out of any type of game meat there is. I mean, it's going to be good, too. It's one of those things that just think outside the box a little bit, and you can use it. Just substitute that protein for any other type of protein. Follow the instructions the same way, and it's going to turn out phenomenal. Yeah, you know, uh, Scott Lyseth, uh-huh. great guy. I've watched him make pheasant sausage, yep. actually snake sausage. I mean, it's amazing snake. the things you can make. Really? Yeah. Put a little rattle in it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? what is like... Rattle your cage. What does deer pepperoni taste like? Pepperoni flavors are so strong as yeah. it is. You get a little bit of the wild game or the deer taste itself, but yeah. it's still kind of your standard pepperoni flavor. The biggest difference is if you add a little bit fattier pork to it so you have some moisture and not just a dry product. That would be an interesting take, like making a homemade pizza and using mm-hmm. your, your pepperoni kits and having like elk pepperoni or deer pepperoni. And right. what a fun way to introduce people to wild game. Yeah, and actually, Hans is going to open a pizzeria. It's yeah. called Hans Pizzeria. It's called Hans Place. <laughs> it's his house. Papa Hans. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Hans, that's funny. All right, so now to get to 20% off is this special ending on your jerky kids. How long does that last for? So this is one that we've been continually running for a little while. Um, I think until next time they decide to run uh, – or change the special up. Like, I don't think we have an end date at the current time. Oh, wow. And you guys are also offering, like, brine bundles right now. There's just a whole bunch of stuff, and we highly encourage people to hop on your website and check it out. Oh, yeah. And to really push the boundaries of what you can do with your wild game. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, like you said, it's if you can think outside the box a little bit, and just because it says venison rub, put it on your, you know, if you're going to have, like, a goose or duck breast, put it on that. You know, and change all those seasoning flavors, all that up a little bit, and just experiment. I mean, like you mentioned, Scott Layseth, he loves our salmon rub, but he puts it on chicken. Really? So it's one of those. Yep, and he swears by it. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with old Brian Tucker. He's the national sales manager for High Mountain Seasonings. That's the place to go to. He's flavorful, is yes. what he is. Uh, this has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online. He to spice like up Buffalo. Tatanka. <laughs> to spice up your wild game cuisine, anything from elk, turkey, and groundhog. Groundhog. Uh, visit them at HIMTNJerky.com. Also, people need to uh, follow you guys on Facebook and stuff yeah. because you're always promoting specials, putting out recipes, cool stuff like that. Yep, there's been a big movement in the social media. You can see a lot of the stuff that we've got going on here in the office, stuff that we're you know, coming up with, stuff that we're going to be offering, absolutely. Follow us there. Um, you can ask us questions there, too, if you don't have 
I mean, if it's after hours, anything like that. So. Hey, stick around, because coming up next is old Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man. The Kansas Cat Man. He puts that salmon rub on his belly before he catches catfish. <laughs> He's the attractant. It's what nice he is. Hand. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Brian. You're awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Tiffany Lukoski. You know, a lot of times, it, like the areas that we're hunting, people are very, very gracious with wanting the meat. Um, in Iowa, like I said, we shot four elk last year, so we didn't need like a lot of venison this year. In Iowa, we have a couple local families here that we always can donate any of our uh, deer that we shoot to, which is really nice. And then Iowa also has a hush program, which you can donate any meat to. Man versus grill. Oh, delicious wild game. Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Oh, brother. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Don't move a muscle. The boys will continue right after these important messages. The future of professional bass fishing is now. Major League Fishing, baby. It's the tournament series that rocked the bass fishing world. How's that for a game changer? Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour hits the water. We have a perfect storm for some really great fishing to happen. The 80 greatest anglers face off in the highest level of competition. It's more than likely going to come down to the wire. My heart's racing. Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour, Fridays at 8 Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand-in-hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking Wild Kitchen. Now, here's the admiral of the tuna tub and purveyor of the bean hole, Cat Daddy. The Kansas Cat Man. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here are the boys. He is the 24-year-old quarterback who led that come-from-behind victory. Patrick Mahomes. What's magical about you guys working again? Yeah, I mean, we never lost faith. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, everybody on this team, no one had their head down. And we believed in each other. And, that, and that's what we preached all year long. And we got this guy right here to get us here. And, and we found a way to get it in the end. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed O'Brien Tucker with uh, High Mountain Seasoning. This guy can make a dish rag taste good. But our next guest, man, he loves catfish. Holly ho! Just now being joined by Mr. Cat Daddy. He is the Kansas Cat Man. He is celebrating the Chiefs win. He's actually taking the whole team out next week on the tuna tub. They're catching blue cats. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good, boys. Going good. After that Kansas City win, boy, all I think about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Football always makes me want to go fishing. That is the truth. Now, it really begs the question. Are the catfish excited that the Chiefs won, and are they biting better now? Oh, man, they're on attack mode, Jack. <laughs> yeah, they were biting. I mean, attack mode. Torah, Torah, Torah. I, so, Mr. Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, I'm saying it's true. Uh, if Book a trip with you, get out, have the whole 
complete Cat Daddy experience. Where can we find you online, buddy? www.catdaddyguideservices.com and bring it on, boys, because I'm waiting. You bet. Hey, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and send him a photograph or a little love message, you know, Valentine's Day's coming up. Uh, yeah. You can send him an email at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. Get him a pair of boxer shorts with a PFD built in. Oh. That would be a good idea. All right, this or been, ice fishing. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download and watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, we love you. Thanks so much, buddy. You know, I was told it's the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Good Bye. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Of course, we talked about the Wild Kitchen. Of course, you can't do Wild Kitchen without Miss Bunny. But then also we had uh, Michael Waddell, Brian Tucker, and Cat Daddy. I thought the Squirrel Brains with Michael was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, personally, Bunny, do you like Squirrel Brains? Um, she's not a brainy. Take her, leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, she's got to think about that yeah. one. Uh, Miss Bunny, what do you want to say? JimandTrav.com. Go there. It's fun. And uh, men, don't forget your ladies on Valentine's Day next week. Is it next week or is it two weeks now? I don't oh, know. Oh, God. It's coming up. The 14th. Thanks yeah. for reminding me, by the way. You're welcome. Thursday, I think. Hey, do you want a redhead hunting pack? Yeah, I'm, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. 
Yeah. Hi, Jimbo. What say you? <laughs> hey, just as Michael said, get out there. If there's squirrel season going on in your neck of the woods, get out there and hunt squirrels with the little guys and gals. So to elaborate on what Jimbo said, get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. I don't know if I would encourage eating squirrel brains. I don't know if there's any Pre-on. negative side effects that could come from that. I don't know. I don't know. You like planters peanuts more? Yeah. Uh, anyways, in practice firearm safety, that is so important. And please send, uh, they can email us or write us on the website, do all that good stuff. We got to get to a break. We will return next week. Peace out, boys and girls. We love you so much. USA, you are the absolute best. Thank you for everything. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.